Hello and welcome to Mice Cast. Your host Greg and Mike. Hello. In the in the in the studio that's in the laundromat around the corner. Yeah, something like that. Uh, just get no no peace around here sometimes. Um, what are we going? We're we're going to discuss. Okay. Uh, oh, shut up! Just go ahead. You sure? Can I talk now? Uh, come on, dead air. Let's go. Up yours. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about something that's got Mike on <clears throat> Mike for once all in a tizzy. Was, I'm not uh, in a tizzy. You are tizzy. Do now. not exaggerate. All right, it, it's got. You've got something up your anal pay hole. Um, it's an article from MySage that Kevin Yee wrote. It's called uh, Fast Pass the Rolls, Please. Um, basically, what Mike's getting out of it is if you're not a, a planner, your Disney vacation's going to suck. Yes. Okay, we're done. I could, I, okay. I mean, I can read excerpts if you'd like to kind of talk about my point. I mean, he... He he draws his conclusion. Wait, let me back up. I think Kevin Yee is an excellent writer. I like some of the stuff, or almost all the subject matter he has. Just that this is the latest thing he wrote that gave me, you know, a pause to think. Do you think he's yeah. more balanced than Al Lutz? Yes, I do think he's more balanced than Al Lutz. Uh, he, 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 but he has his recent pet peeve where he's kind of taken the Disney company to task and I, but I agree with all his assessment about his declining by degrees where they slowly chip away at things you either start charging you for things they didn't charge you before or they take away details and make the experience more flat are you there? yeah I'm waiting for you to ex- expound on it Expound on which concept, the declining by degrees or the actual subject for today? Well, all that's part of the the article, so... Yeah, okay. He goes, all right, I'm going to read straight from his article right here. It says, I wanted to start at the beginning. I could point you to the marketing materials seen when Walt Disney World first threw open its doors in 1971. The Vacation Kingdom back then didn't spare details on the Magic Kingdom, the only park around at the time but it also offered copious details on the ways you could relax while at Disney World. There are pictures of biking, horseback riding, parasailing, fishing, and even canoeing in these early brochures. The implication is pretty clear. Come to Central Florida and relax. Well, I'm sorry. The last place I think I want to relax is Central Florida. That's like Nevada saying, come to the desert and relax, and oh yeah, we have Las Vegas here. But when the park or the resort first opened in 1971. If you were going to spend a week there, you'd be done with the Magic Kingdom in a couple days. And that's about all you had to do. They had to advertise all the other stuff, the boating, the fishing, the, the, the parasailing, whatever it was. There wasn't much else to do. Now they get you out there for a In fact, when I was sitting with Paul Berry having uh, chicken dinner at Knott's Berry Farm, I pulled out a uh, a brochure from the Disney's Magic Kingdom Club of the day, and we looked at what the average package prices were, which just were phenomenally inexpensive. 
at least by today's dollars. Maybe sure. back then it didn't seem so inexpensive. But the average stay was four nights, five days. Now you would go to that same type of uh, information, and your average stay would be six nights, seven days, probably, right? Okay. So and two more. It, two more. And in that time, you would probably feel like you barely covered four parks with the crowds that they have now. So it, you call it filler. I mean, the stuff is there still for you to do. Uh, maybe not quite all of it, but all the boating options are there. I think there's still horses in um, Fort oh, Wilderness. Fort I'm not, Wilderness, okay. Not real pot. I've never actually done it, so I don't know. Um, those are kind of now what you could call the hidden treasures. Uh, <laughs> but you can parasail. You can do all that other crap you want to do. Sure. But Well, let me, let me read the next paragraph. It goes, fast forward to today. There is no reference to anything besides the theme parks and advertisements these days, and that's probably appropriate. But the entire emphasis has shifted. Instead of coming to Central Florida to relax and get away from things, the focus is now on doing rides or seeing everything. This is not entirely Disney's fault, of course, and a good portion, or all of the blame, can be laid squarely at the feet of a society that demands and rewards instant gratification. Hmm. I don't know. He... My my whole take of this is, if in 1971 I went to Florida, I'd have seen the Magic Kingdom and I'd have left. I can't imagine myself. Well, geez, I'm here. I may as well, you know, do something. I don't know. I never thought of going to Disneyland or any Disney destination as a place to kick back and do things that I could do at home. Then you're a dumbass. Uh, when, really, really. Why? Well, that's, like, that's like saying, okay, I'm going to go to Walt Disney World in Florida, but I'm going to drive off property and I'm going to go bowling. You can bowl at home. You bowl at home once a freaking week. Why do you need to do that in Florida? I got a horseback riding stable around the corner from my house. I really want to ride horses. I could do that. Probably cheaper. Well, it's good for you, than, but they're, they're not Disney horses. <laughs> okay. But well, think of me. I used to have some writing places around me, but we don't we don't anymore. But let's go back. I 1982. Just a buddy and I. We were there for a week. Parks closed early. Well, park park is closed yeah. early. We were there for a week, so you might go in for a part part day. Then we'd go out do the mo the little motorboats. I forgot what they water sprites, whatever they called them at the time. Um, you know, you weren't rush to feel like you got everything in. I go there for a week now. I'm feeling good by the third day. I'm getting it all in. By the sixth day, I'm like, crap, I haven't done for, this, you've this, forgotten this, something. You know. Yeah, you're on the airplane home, yeah, and you're going, oh, crap, I didn't get to do this. So yeah. it, there's a different mentality. In 86, we went, again, only two parks at that time. We went off property. We went all the way out to the Space Center. We had time. There was not as much of a rush to do things in a week. So... I, you know, you tell me if you could go. Yeah, you could go to the river, and take the speedboats out that are probably much better than what you're taking out on the Disney lakes. But it's Disney. Where else can you go float around and enjoy the view of the Magic Kingdom or the the Polynesian? You, you, you can't. You can't. All right. Well, let me get back to the article because he he makes other reference to that the Disney dining plan is almost like the food equivalent of Fast Pass. Because <laughs> he, um, uh, he, he says it takes away from the spontaneity of visiting Disney World. 
Uh, let's see. I know you don't, you don't agree with that. I mean, you don't have to but keep it, reading it for word but it for takes word. away from the spontaneity. People, well, th we've yeah, we've, we've sort of we've sort of talked about this. It, there 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 is a yes and a no to this. My, okay, basically he gets in there and he says, if you're not planning, like, um... Uh, Clark, Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold, the 180 days in advance plus 10, uh, and I think the plus 10 is for person who's staying in a resort, right? No, no, the plus 10 means uh, you can make the dining reservations 180 days out, right? But that's 180 days from your first day stay, but you can stay up to 10 days... Well, okay. you can stay longer if you have the cash flow. Oh, well, okay. I, I'm, Most people maybe, aren't maybe, staying longer than on maybe the that average, is, probably. Maybe that is resort visitor-specific. I'm just... Well, it doesn't, doesn't matter. The point is, he's saying if you don't plan 180 days in advance, you're not getting into the 90 breakfast, yeah. ninety percent of those. And, you know, the princess breakfast is one of the hot ones on the property. Uh, you might not, but I don't give a crap because I don't have yeah. kids that young anymore, but... The, but I do understand sort of what he meant because I remember eating at the uh, the dinner up there at, in the castle, and I didn't get the exact time I want, but that was okay. We we um, we adjusted. But I, as I was leaving, I did see people walking away, going, "Crap, there, you know, there's another restaurant we can't eat at." Not the same can be said at Disneyland. You try to get a Blue Bayou spot if you walk in the park at noon. Or one or two or three, you'd be lucky. Yet we were there last Sunday, two Sundays ago, I think, because my sister-in-law is currently working at the Blue Bayou, but she's going to quit. A whole other story. Um, and she'd put our name on for an eight o'clock dinner or eight forty-five dinner, I think. Oh, I'm like crap, but That's we'll go up late, there. Yeah. But she says, you know, go up and ask him, you know, earlier if um, there's room. So we went about six. Hey, any, any room? Yeah, it won't be by the water because we put in a request to be by the water. Sure. We're like, oh, okay, sure, we'll take it. The rest of the night, the place wasn't even full. Not quite sure why people don't maybe show up for their their reservations, which has been a problem also at Disney World. In fact, with that that uh, breakfast you just mentioned, they did not used to take a deposit. That's one of the few that they, I believe, now take deposits on, because. I was reading a whole other article that I found on the internet how people were working the system where they would call 180 days, get their number. People were trading reservations number online. Really? So people would go in and suck up as many of the times and hours, and they were bar you know bartering them. So it's kind of like learning how to to maneuver the fast pass. They took advantage of the the that at that time it was still called um, priority seating. Yeah. Now, I don't really think anything has changed except for the name. So let's fast forward to 85 Spring Break when my kid and I go. And I didn't do a lot of Griswold planning. I mean, I figured I'd been to Disney World. I knew all the, you know, I had, hadn't seen two of the parks, but I, I knew the general concept of resort, uh, resorting it and getting around. And so I didn't make any pre-planning, didn't buy a dining plan, didn't do none of that crap. So from my hotel room, you know, I'm reading some of the literature, and I say, oh, I can call and make an advance reservation. Call day ahead for Sci-Fi Diner, again, one of the most popular places on, on the planet over there, right? Yeah, yeah. Can I get a um, 6 o'clock dinner? No, I've got a 4.45. I'll take it. 
Yeah, early or late. Yeah. yeah, so what? Big deal. But the point was I walked in a day ahead of time, you might say. Now, I don't know if resort guests through the concierge uh, has any priority over Joe Blow on the street, but it can be done. Now, fast forward another year, uh, the family and I got the free dining plan, which is also in this article, about how that um, attributes to... Long waits. Long waits and a lot of people, blah, blah. Okay, had no problem. Now, again, w talk to the family. The, the, my family is pretty much like, you take care of it. I don't want to think about it. And Just tell me when to show up and what time. Yeah. Kind of kind of that. And I, I had it all planned out. Uh, yet, we still made some adjustments to it while we were there. Uh, and then the, the next time we went, the, the, the girl said, did we have to plan everything out like we did last time? I said, well, if you want to eat someplace, yeah, you kind of do. But if you guys don't want to go, that's fine. We'll use, we'll figure out a way to use those unused ones, uh, some other house. You know, yeah, you go eat some more fast food. We'll figure out how to get into a restaurant, and we did. I forgot which restaurant that we still managed to get in, pretty much when we wanted to. Now go to Mouse Fest. A bunch of the DPN boys are, you know, walking around. Uh, let's go to Oktoberfest for a buffet. There's a great lunch buffet. We waited 20, 30 minutes of tops. So, again, I think it depends on which restaurant, what time yeah, of day and year, and your ability to be flexible. But, again, some of the high-ticket, high-character uh, ones. Let's go that way. The ones that I despise, yeah. despise the most <laughs> and could care the less, less, least about, character breakfast, those are seems to be the most popular and the dinner shows. Hope you do. Spirit, like of, that. Spirit Aloha, that kind of uh -huh. stuff. Now, we got into the Hoop-de-Doo. We took the late show, which was okay because that, we maximized our park time and then went to the late show. The place wasn't full. In fact, it was maybe half full on the last show. Yep, nobody sat upstairs. Everybody was on the ground floor. Uh, so it was fun. I, don't, I just find it interesting that I can read experiences of people that are waiting and waiting or that if they don't plan ahead, they're getting locked out. He... He quotes or relates a story where he was at Boat Rights. Boat Rights is there at the Riverside, the the resort, the Riverside Resort, you know, where we had our little... Yeah, yeah. I'm... Okay. Someone there was told three hours, a walk-up. That Now, that restaurant is really not all that. It's kind of off the beaten path as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, see, I haven't heard of it. Why would someone wait three hours? Why, how could that place be so jammed that someone can't walk up and get a seat? Well, obviously it is. Or see that you know what see, I think. Uh, here's take, another, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, see, no. The, well, another thing seems missing is we don't know the party size. You know, a party of twenty that rolls up at dinner time is going to be told to wait. No, Hell, I, I totally that agree. Here. A lot that happens. Of, that happens out in the real yeah. world. You go to well, a claim jumper on a yeah. Saturday night with ten people. Yeah, you're going to yeah. wait. A, a lot of hours. these uh, anecdotal story. Yeah, whatever. All those <laughs> those stories. Yeah, they, they leave out what time of year. Because that's a big factor. Uh, like at Mousefest, we're, we're obviously we're December. I went also in the summer in August was my other experiences and spring break. So I gave you times of years I was talking about. So they're, they're not slow times. Other than Mousefest was kind of slow. I think they're, August they're, is slower than Mousefest just because it's so sticking hot. You know what? I still think you're wrong, but I'm going to let you live with your fantasy. Um, okay, I rode the bus. I know I waited longer for bus trips. I okay, saw the walkways I, more I, crowded. It's... I rode on buses too, but I'm telling you, zero waits for attractions. I didn't have 
I mean, I had slow, but not zero in August. Keep now, but wait, wait for attractions, not nearly the, the only gauge for busyness. Well, okay, maybe there's more people in the ground, but they're sure not doing anything because I didn't <laughs> have to wait on an attraction. So what if your bus ride was a little longer? Get over it. Get a car. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, leaving out how many people are in your party, what time of day. Yeah, you walk up for six, seven, prime time for dinner. Yeah, you might, um, for five, six, seven, maybe those three hours. They're leaving something out that we're not getting. They're leaving out was it character stuff because you know the character stuff short of the restaurant in the land i forget it's na- the um grill california grill no yeah, no the, garden no, garden grill garden grill which isn't the most popular of the character breakfasts but actually i thought it was one of the better meals i had um you know those kind of things would be good to know but i do agree with them you can't you can't go to disneyland there's only really one well now there's two table services decent table services at Disneyland. I haven't tried uh, the other one yet, uh, Cafe Orleans. It just went back to table service. But I'm telling you, I spent for three of us over oh, about a hundred bucks to eat at the Blue Bayou. Okay, you can't hardly get in there anymore. The food was mediocre at best. Service was exemplary, but the food was mediocre. Hey, wow! I got to take my menu home with me with Captain Jack on the back of it. Wow, whoopee! You know what? <laughs> Okay, but yeah, that's so not by you. Paper menus? No, not paper. Well, I guess they're paper and then they're laminated, uh, and you have to take uh-huh. them with you. But um, I know it, it, the bayou's changed a little bit, but I can get over that. Um, things change, and, and one of the, he had the thing about the genericness, where the the little thing where you pay with your visa or yeah, your, yeah. your bill no longer had the individual name of the restaurant, but it had the Disney Parks where Dreams Come True thing on it, so they could be used resort wide. Yeah. Now, okay, well. Let's think about it for a second. We are in the year of a million lanyards, right? Yes. That is the logo for the year of a million lanyards. It's very possible that it could go back. We're we're going to the the nth, or we're we're taking it out to the conclusion a few months into the celebration. It could go away. Most likely it's not, but obviously at the end... Of this celebration, that logo's worthless. So they're either yeah, going to have to make yeah. another universal one, or they can go back to all those ones they have stacked up in a corner somewhere. So why do we always assume it's the worst and it's going to stay this way? I don't know. He... Yeah, to me, it doesn't really freaking matter. Yeah, well, his point, his point is it's reducing a dining experience from a unique encounter to just an interchangeable meal is part and parcel of the decline by degree. Okay, if because the leather binder that your bill comes in, which is the thing you want to see the least when you're you're at these dining experiences, sure. is generic. Who gives a Mickey Mouse rat ass? <laughs> <laughs> Just one other little thing they chip away at. Oh, big whoopee, you know what, get over it. Alright, here, let's let's read to you how short sighted these things can be. Because that's the whole point, right? That's part of the point. Uh, uh, and he starts comparing to FastPass. But I, I think he's got some... There is some truth to the matter. And, and unlike Disneyland, where your annual pass comes with discounts for dining, 
it doesn't at Disney World, which I painfully found out because yeah. I didn't pay attention to that uh, part of when I purchased mine. You can buy the local dining passes. Okay, well, that, again, adds more people to the dining problem. Like you complain here, there's too many annual pass holders. Probably at Disney World now, the people are complaining there's too many locals with the dining pass, which gives mm -hmm. you... Uh, 10 or 20% off. I forgot it was in here somewhere. That doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to, you know, think of like Earl, who says they eat out pr practically every night. Um, What's going on over there? Uh, I'm close to a fire station. Though that sounded like a fire truck. I mean, a, a, a cop car. Police car. Um, All right. Okay. But, anyways, I, I was listening just to, just to identify okay. more closely. Um, and I think he says they also eat at the park a lot. Well, it would be well. He's has more problems now because of the dining dining thing too. For you know, uh, cast members have to eat have to eat after a certain time if they want their discount. I think. Oh, well, he makes a he makes a point here about uh, he says the advantage the, the advantages to visiting Walt Disney World should go to those who are infrequent visitors. It's not enough to target the well prepared, highly experienced tourists. If the parks want to lure folks back year after year after year, they have to chase the lowest common denominator. That means aiming their best efforts at the tourists who don't plan on every detail. He says, uh, those are frequent visitors, those who don't plan on every detail, have been lately running around the parks, hopping from restaurant to restaurant, trying in vain to find table service dining that isn't sold out. But don't just take my word for it. Visit guest relations to find out how many dinner reservations are open on any given day. Again, this goes back to our, this is generic... What's dinner to him? Any time between five and seven, and and, uh, and what season? What time of year? Because yeah, uh, I, be, I bet you during the summer months, spring break, and the high season of Christmas, it, it could be insane. But uh, there again, let's take dining and advance reservations well, out. Okay, just I mean, for just for a second. Okay, let's let's okay. let's say there isn't any of that because we can remember years ago when. There wasn't any, any of that at Disneyland. About the only thing that you could get in advance was Golden Horseshoe. And if you didn't make the trip to the Golden Horseshoe first thing in the morning, Tough maybe luck, yeah. by 10 o'clock the latest, you wouldn't get a ticket for a show that day. Blue Bayou was popular, but not quite as popular as it is today. You could um, maybe get in, you know, if you didn't go over there right away. Okay, so now... Try to move that over to Disney World, and I can remember, you know, the really old trips where we just walked up to the Crystal Palace and we ate. Okay, now that's a character meal, right? I think yeah. almost every meal yes. there is a character meal. Uh, it's very popular. If they didn't have some kind of advanced reservation or reservations, could you imagine what the the wait times would still be similar? You'd walk up, well. It's three hours. It's two hours. What what would you rather be told? We're booked or sit here for two hours. Either way, they're going to leave or move on to the next one. Well, some people might not move on, but yeah, the smart ones would. I, I, I said I'm going to submit it to you at this point that try to eat on a Saturday night, even here in Corona. <laughs> oh my gosh, you roll up with six people and you're going to wait. That's, I agree. Pat, the only place in a Disney park that you're not going to have to wait, wait is California Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> There's two nights. 
two pretty nice restaurants at California Adventure. And I, th well, on the average, when we waited 10, 20 minutes, but the, the Italian restaurant, uh, the old Mondavi wine joint. Okay. Uh, it's good food. It's actually a good restaurant. Uh, now, I've never eaten at the old Wolfgang Puck one, one my wife has, and she said, you know, it was okay, but I don't remember if she waited. Uh, so, I mean, dining isn't as big of an experience at Disneyland. Well, it's, that no, it goes isn't. without saying. Put yourself, out, put yourself out of downtown Disney on Saturday night. There isn't a restaurant out there that you're not going to wait an hour or We're more jammed, for. yeah. And how many of those people are tourists and how many are locals? You know what? I would say a lot of those are locals because sure. that's become a local. It's just like City Walk at, at Universal. How many are locals? I mean, even there, I'd say it's even more local than it is at Disneyland. Um, now, downtown Disney at Walt Disney World. I mean, what are those restaurants like at night? I never went there looking I, for the restaurant. I went into, you know, the Ventures Club thing like that. So I, I wasn't looking to see. No, I never looked either. That sandwich place seemed to be kind of busy. Sandwich. The Earl of Sandwich, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, well, yeah, the, the pub, the Shandy Rose's favorite place. Well, that's um, Pleasure Island. Does, oh, that, does that count separate? Uh, I, does it? I mean, it's all part of the larger downtown Disney experience. Um, now, yeah. we, we ate at Captain Jack's, and uh, now we had the dining plan. I had reservations. Uh, in fact, I think when we went, we had priority seating, I'm sorry, for that particular trip. Put our name in at the time. They said, oh, it might be, you know, 20, 30 minutes. So we had a little buzzer, I think. Now, here in the parks, let's say if they could give you a standby, say, fine, you're on standby. It could be 30, 40 minutes. Here's a buzzer that's good anywhere in the park and let you walk around. And you've got, once your buzzer gets all, goes off, you've got 10 minutes to get here. That would be an awesome idea. You know, now, if, let's say, you're in the middle of, you just loaded on the great movie ride, and that's what, 20 minutes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> your buzzers, you know, you know the, your, your wife asks you to sit on it instead of, I mean, um, you know, it's in the pocket, and you say, okay, you missed it. Are you going to go back to the restaurant and drop it off? You're probably going to leave it somewhere in the park because you know you've missed your, your chance. Um but if you could leave it at any attraction or at the gate on the way out if something didn't work out. But the, the, the problem is they want you to stay within shouting distance, you know, and um, it's just not realistic. Uh, if you can only have, shop so much or ride around the restaurants. Yeah. Oh, you know, my worst experience was um, Mama Rosa. We had, pri we had priority seating or advanced time, whatever it was this last time around in August. And... You talk about a place that was overbooked, and he mentions that in here, that some of them were just overbooked. In fact, the one he mentioned I hadn't really heard of or hadn't thought about. What, Chico's? Uh, yeah, uh, to Animal Kingdom Lodge. I still have not got to the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Lodge to check it out. Neither have I. Uh, but Mama Rosa, you know, whatever. Yeah, Mama Rosa's restaurant. Mama, Mama Melrose. Mama Melrose. So, first of all, I had never been there. I hadn't really paid attention as we walked through that part of the park. There was even a restaurant back there. I think I cruised through that part of the park once. So we found it, and I think it was close to an hour, and we had reservations um, in a group of four. And you don't want to go too far because it literally, it was, you know, how far the little 90-pound, 18-year-old girl could shout from the front door. Yeah. <laughs> 
so you couldn't go very far. Uh, and none of these places seem to... I can't remember. Does anyone... Think about it. Any of them that you know have had the little buzzers like they do in most restaurants these days? Uh, the Boat Rights does. Okay, I haven't been there, so I'm trying to think of all the ones I've been to if there's been one uh, with that. I can't recall that there has. You, you know, if you go to Sci-Fi Dine-In, they're going to yell your name into the, the little shop next door, right out the front door, and if you don't show up, they're going to move on. Um, God, I can't think of one that's had a buzzer. Uh, oh, wait, you know what? I take that back. The Garden Girl had a buzzer. Like I said, Boat Rights has a buzzer. Well, you said that, but I'm saying the ones I've been to. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I kind of get where he's going because there are certain, you know, popular places. And like I say, uh, the percentage of people who are traveling with young kids who might want to do character dining versus non-character dining. Um, we can count Mouseketeer Greg out because he's the unusual type that would probably go to the character dining at his age. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure he would find it fun. It is, it's fun. It it's you know, it's not bad. Like I said, they came up to us in the garden grill. We said hi. You know, it's not something we'd go out of our way to do, but we ended up in one. And they asked us, "Would you like them to come by again?" We're like, "No, we're okay." Yeah. You know, so they weren't pushy. They weren't you know in your face. Uh, uh, so it was okay, but I wouldn't go out of my way for it because usually the crowds and we were at there at a dinner. But I mean, can you imagine what breakfast and lunch at those places are like with all those screaming kids and stuff? Oh right? gosh. I'll tell you, this last trip we did one character meal. Which one? Liberty Tree dinner. Yeah. Uh huh. The family style. Bring all the meat. Keep bringing. Keep bringing the mashed potatoes. And I'd like to eat there, except that I see it's a character dinner, and then I'm like, okay, I want to. And I've always wanted to eat there over all the years I've been there. We've never done it, and now it's a character one. Yeah, but take the dive. You know, they come by once. In you know, if you don't interact with them, they don't hang around all that much. I guess part, you know what part of my character problem is. Other than they're in some of the parks we never expected to see them in, uh, Epcot. Uh, <laughs> but I go into Liberty Square, and it's very authentic. It's got a lot of nice details that are authentic. So I go into this restaurant, which is very kind of nice and, again, themed highly, very well to the time period. Something about a talking rat and his wife and all the other characters <laughs> don't do it for me in these kind of locations, you know? Yeah, they're dressed in colonial garb, though. Does oh, that help? Oh, you know, yeah, oh, it <laughs> makes me feel so much better. The castle, I, I get the castle. Don't necessarily get the uh, crystal. Because isn't the crystal one, is it at um, Buffet? Yes. Okay. Uh, buffet good. Yeah. Now, to, uh, the one, is it a good buffet? Was it the food? Yeah, good? yeah. I, I like the food there. And they got, you know, the kid-friendly stuff, like, you know, the peanut butter and jelly pizza. No. And, uh, oh, pizza? Peanut yeah, butter and jelly pizza? Well, it's not cooked pizza. It's, you know, it's like a piece of, it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's shaped like a pizza, and it's got peanut butter and jelly on top of what serves as the bread. is kind of like a pizza. Uh, okay, fine. Good enough. The one on Main Street, um... Uh, Lou has talked about this one as being good. That they somehow they've had to throw again. Everything's got to have a movie tie-in theme, and so on Main Street, turn of the century, we now have uh, Lady and the Tramp, which I guess you know it is turn of the century uh, in the 
the story. The story. The story's story. Victorian. Yeah. You know, it's, it's my old thing about where you have animation and don't, but I guess it works. And I hear it's a very good restaurant. I don't think that one's a character one, is it? What, Tony's? Tony's. No, I don't think so. And I guess I should try that. But you know, it's like we eat Italian here a lot, and we try to stay away from Italian restaurants in Florida. We want to, you know, do different things. Uh, he, I think he's got a point. I think he's a little overboard on his point. Uh, I do agree with some of the fast pass and get rid of fast pass. I think uh, everybody would be waiting less. Uh, yeah, well, he he makes a good point about the fast pass. That, it's, I, that it's a zero sum game. He says, you know, you you don't gain anything. You know, for it to actually gain better, you have to increase capacity. Otherwise, it's someone's paying. Well, you you give the illusion of you getting a good deal because yeah, you may have the wait here, but you cruise through this one. But it's like you say, it's zero sum. If if you hadn't had fast pass, that other line wouldn't have been so long. This line yeah. wouldn't have been quick, but it would have balanced out. But uh, knowing the way our uh, feel good society is, where they have to have you know instant gratification, they probably can't see that far ahead. Yep. You know these are the people who watch reality TV. So now. Test track for one. I haven't seen that fast pass or single rider. Sometimes is that fast? I mean, I look at that line. I've seen uh, what it says for fast pass or the single rider, and I'm like, geez, that's kind of long. You know, fast pass here at Disneyland usually means fast, a few minutes. Well, there's that one time when we went. You got in the single rider line. We got in the fast pass line, and you got in the car in front of us. Yeah, yeah. So it's- it's all who's who's controlling the mix-in point. Well, it's I think it's how many people are willing to take their pa- their chances at what period of the day. You know, when you see a two-hour wait, a lot of people would go on the single rider, just take their chances, and the, and the, then the wait time is up. Uh, we rode what at night, so I don't think it was quite as bad. No, it was extra magic hours too. So yeah, and and that that helps. I really think in these restaurants they need they need to leave a certain percentage open for walk-up. Let's say, I agree. Call it 10% or 20% of the seating. Just has to be available for walk-up. Well, he had an excellent plan. He had an excellent idea. You know, five 20% chunks, right? 20% for the Clark W. Griswold Super Planners who want to reserve 180 days in advance. Release another 20% one week in advance. This will allow people who are currently on vacation to discover a great restaurant and still get reservations. Release uh, another twenty percent for day of. You know, people go to towns, you know, city hall and make reservations that day. Uh, and then twenty percent for people concierge level guests at the Disney hotels. They have paid dearly for their vacations. Yeah, see, so I, I that's where my priority would go for the people. You know, okay, take take me. Stayed at the m- most expensive hotel and property, right? Yeah, I think it's still the most expensive. I didn't stay in the most expensive room, but. We're in that big, high-end concierge level. I expect to be able to get into places because of the money I've laid out. Now, that might be an expectation that is lost on Disney, but considering I could have stayed over at the cheapo, um, colorful, in-your-face, <laughs> big, theming Pop Century or, or the All-Stars, um, I would hope there had been some priority. Don't know if there were because we we use concierge, but not for that. I use the in-room call-up, give me a, a reservation from 
All Star Sports, and I got in for the next day. You know, I'm not one. I don't, call me weird. I've never gone to City Hall to make a reservation. I go to the restaurant itself, or I make a phone call from my room. I've never thought about going to City Hall to do that kind of thing for me. Is that? Um, have you? Do you think that way? Well, I mean, how do you? No, no, I don't. So maybe that's more popular to do out at Disney World than it is here. But I know, City Hall to me, I, I got, really got to admit, it's a place where I would go get a map if I yeah. forgot to get one to go, when I went in, or show times, things like that, or to complain, which I have only complained once in City Hall in my life. Uh, at Disney World, I just want to walk through to see, oh, this is different Disneyland. Yeah, this is bigger. Yeah, how, how big you know, it is, yeah. Uh, I went in there to upgrade my annual pass, uh, but... That's that's what I use it for. I'd never think about a restaurant. I'd I'd be dashing, mad dashing across the park to to go to the restaurant I want to eat in to, to make the reservation. I don't know if that's a good or bad way at, at Disney, but shoot, guest relations uh, at uh, MGM was a zoo. Why? Why? I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. The the line was out the door. The uh, guest relations individuals, at least in my situation, had. No clue what to do. Uh, so, was something broken? No, I I wanted to take my my resort pass and upgrade it to an annual pass, and I was told that any guest relations could do that. So that was that day I was in MGM. They had no clue what they needed to do because they were all worried that it would cancel out my dining because the dining was attached to the, the resort card. They just uh, yeah. they really had no idea what to do. So I went to the creme de la creme, and I went into the Magic Kingdom's guest relations. I figured the rad plaid at the Magic Kingdom should really know what the hell they're doing. Well, it took her a second. She had to go back and ask. She's, you know, But she, she took care of it. She goes, this is what I thought we should do, but before I, I did it, I wanted to make sure, and I checked with you know the, the supervisors in the back, I guess. But no clue at MGM, or I'm sorry, the studio, Earl. Um, Why do you suppose the line was out the door, though? I, I you know, uh, okay, different. Here's a big different guest relation issue than we have at Disneyland. Uh, we get primarily three, uh, in the most part, three languages, <laughs> two local languages, <laughs> and one foreign language. And I'll, I'm not going to give you money if you guess which are the local languages and which is the foreign language. But take a stab at it. What do you think it is? The foreign language? Yeah. Japan, Japanese. Okay, good. Uh, right on the money. And you, there is a fairly big Chinese. Um, yeah. But it's mainly, it's large in part Japanese. Okay, what do you think our two local languages are? Well, one would be Vietnamese, and then it'll be Spanish. Actually, I was thinking English and Spanish, but oh, okay. Uh, so, or maybe I, I thought, said that the wrong way. I Spanish you, and English. Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought you were you were connotating something besides English. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I may have misled you there, but yeah, I, I might agree that a Vietnamese, as far as a local language, would be yeah. close. And in Florida, you've got World Travelers. It's, it's a resort. Grant, we're, we're never going to get past that. Disney World is the resort king, resort yeah. destination of the world, or whatever. A lot of people were getting those little um, earphones that translate language or do the tour thing, whatever they're listening to in those little earphones. A lot of was well, a lot of was foreign language wanting to check those out. There was a lot of people getting ECVs. 
It's amazing how well they walked into that room to get ECVs. Now, granted, I know some people couldn't walk over the period of a whole day uh, before we get all the nasty letters and emails about my insensitivity insensitivity to the ECVs. Um, Well, you get get run over by one once, your sensitivity tends to go out the window. Yeah, well, when you hear people like Shandy Rose because he hurt his foot on an airplane, haven't figured that one out yet, but... um, Okay. So I don't know if we can beat this anymore to death. I'm not a Clark Griswold, but I sure don't have a problem getting into a restaurant and making slight adjustments to my plan. Uh, I do agree, though, if they're marketing the the uninformed traveler that somewhere in their packaging, and I don't know, I I don't, to be honest, because I know what I'm doing when, I, when I'm going, I get all their merchandise, you know, all the, the literature in the mail. It's kind of like some adult magazines that I've seen, you know, in my lifetime. The pictures are worth a thousand words. I don't, you know, necessarily read every last word. Um, oh, yeah. Though, though I, I, there, here's my DF side. I probably have every piece of information ever sent to me for every vacation I've taken somewhere in a box. Um which someday we'll be able to go back and look at, look how marketing has changed. Man, they used to say, you know, do all this stuff. Now they say relax. Um, <laughs> so I keep it all. Maybe there is somewhere in there that um, tells you about this, but if there isn't, there should be. Because for those people who don't know, uh, they're not getting given the chance. But I do know if you've ever called their, their phone number, can I make a dining reservation for you? That's that Almost every time I've called to check on reservations, they are always saying, well, do you need to make any dining reservations? Yes, yes, they're definitely very friendly. And But then again, let's let's take, you know, Joe Sixpack. You know, he, he's being dragged down to Disney World with the wife and kids, though he'd rather be watching NASCAR. And he calls in. Greg, at my <laughs> He calls in, and they say, would you like to make reservations? He's thinking, what the hell for? You know, you know, yeah. Not knowing what you're getting into would not um, let you know that you would really need to do that. But he, he's Joe Sixpack's probably content with the hot dog and you know the ten dollar hot dog and two dollar coke and yeah. No, see, I'm not I'm not a super planner either. I just plan the table service meals if I'm on a dining plan. It's like just float around, do whatever. We just gotta make sure we're at this point. At this part of the day. Yeah. Well, we obviously know that there are spontaneous people. I think it's easy to be spontaneous at Disneyland. It's a small resort. Two parks. You can be somewhat spontaneous just in your whole planning. Right? Sure. Because if you don't find something there, you you can walk off property. I'm just saying in general. If if you want to go to Disneyland and your vacation is three or four days, you, you don't have to be commando. You can walk in the gates and just, you know, let your mouth go open and catch the flies and make <laughs> it around the park and enjoy yourself. You show uh, show up on the Disney World property, all 47 freaking thousand acres of it, right? Yep. And if you do that, you're going to miss a lot because you you don't have time. I mean, especially if you rely on trans- Disney transportation, a fair amount of time is sucked up there. Even if you don't, parking lots are big, trams you have to wait, monorails you have to wait. Um, you get to the big parks, 
and you, you know, I don't know, what's the average person stay? Six, seven days? Or, you know, the people who, you know, these are expensive places to go. Maybe they're only there for four days, a park a day. Okay, that's not much time, you know. If you're on, if you're on the sea and land combo thing, yeah, you get uh, four days on the boat and three days in the world. Yeah, you, that's you not enough. You don't have time to screw around, so um, it's hard to be as spontaneous. Uh, so, you know, when I'm going to go, eventually I'll look up the park hours because um, I'll, I'll like right now I have a trip booked for August, which is probably going to be canceled. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a minute, but. Um, I would already be looking at the park hours, trying to figure, okay, we'd like to do extra magic hours here and there. And it's funny, I've talked to Paul Barry. He tries to avoid them. I, I don't know why. I tend to like them because, yes, there's less things open, but the lines seem to be shorter. Uh, though I never do the early morning ones usually, just especially the Magic yeah. Kingdom one with all the kids. Um, yeah, the, uh, and I'm not a kid hater. It's just, you know, it's... Um, oh, no, the extra hour in the morning is really not worth the effort. I, the extra, yeah, the extra, I agree. The extra three hours at the end of the day, different I, oh, story. Different story. But, uh, you know, I, I think um, you do got to say, look, it's late night here. We'll go to that park. You know, and we do that. We make those plans way ahead, especially for dining. But most of the time we're like, you know, I guess we don't need to be at that park all day because we feel we've covered that park, but we're short over here. But we'll make the travel back for the restaurant. Why not? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not like it's so far away you can't hop a bus or get in your car and move around a lot. Uh, but, again, if it's your first time there and you're a bit of a timid traveler and you're overwhelmed by the size of the place, you might miss out on a few things. But if it's your only one trip and you missed out on one dinner, I, 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 I tell me, I mean, it, see, when you and Sherry went two years ago, was it two years ago that, that first time now? Almost a year and a half ago? Uh, it was August that 2005. August, yeah. Yeah. You know, shoot, you didn't write a lot of attractions because you were kid handicapped. Um, did you feel, and you weren't sure if you are going to make it again next year, did you feel that you'd really missed out because you missed some things? I know we missed some things. I you know, Sure, there was it's disappointment, a, right? But was it God? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick the nine millimeter in my mouth now because <laughs> I didn't get my dining reservation. No, no, it just made it all the more necessary to go back. Sure, I just wonder sometimes when I read Mice Age and Mouse Planet and all these other boards and forums and you know the DF and us complain. I really wonder if the average non-Disney freak who just could go to Disneyland for a day like Don, our guest host on our last show, would it really matter to those kind of people that they didn't get in this restaurant and went over there to that restaurant? We make a big deal out of it because we're like, oh my God, how unmagical. They didn't get to experience the magic that we know they can. And I really think sometimes they just don't care. They're just They're, looking yep. for a place to eat. It doesn't really matter. Now, that's my... doesn't say that... I'm not saying I'm right, but it's it's something that's chewing at the back of my brain, not leaving much left. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just that sometimes I wonder if we make more out of things because we know how good it can be. Correct. But logistically, as the, the resort gets more crowded and more crowded, you know what? I guess one of my other big answers were... 
would be open up more restaurants and open up more attractions. It takes people off the streets. It makes le things less impacted. Yeah, come on. I don't know. I, How many closed facilities have we seen at Disneyland that can help ease the day during the summer when you get 80,000 people in the park? Plaza Pavilion. Big Thunder. Carnation Plaza. Yeah. Well, Carnation Plaza's gone. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Big, okay, Thun but, Big but Thunder's, Thunder's no longer open. Not Big for Thunder's eating. Still... Oh, yeah. Big uh, Thunder Barbecue. The yeah, the yeah, kitchen's okay. gone, yeah. No, I, I think the building's still there. What's inside of it, I don't know if they've actually gutted it. You know, it's not uncommon storage. For, for Disney to leave something there. Space Place is gone. Uh, oh, Carnation Plaza's been, garden. Big Thunder's gone. a long gone. time. I, I'm not qualifying how long it's been gone. I'm just saying it's gone. If you were to reopen those kind of facilities, what kind of impact would you take off Tomorrowland Terrace, uh, El Zocolo? How many times have we walked around the freaking park... <laughs> Look, because yeah, we're too too spoiled oh, that to stand too long. in line. Next one. By the time Crap. we walked around to all of those, we could have just waited for the first one we went by and said too long. Yep. Right. But yep. we're we're spoiled. I walked past the 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 corn dogs uh, car truck, whatever you want to call it, which I I've never had such a superb corn dog. I mean, it's huge yeah. for one. They're, they're well done. Yes. Uh, but I, I see more than six people, and I don't want to wait in line. Because it's slow. Okay. It, it is slow because they're pretty much all fresh. Uh, there's usually no pile sitting in a warmer window. I mean, they're they're pretty fresh. Yeah. All right. Well, here's, here's an argument for the people who don't care because they don't go all that often. My, my mom comes to visit from the East Coast. She almost always asks, we're going to Disneyland. Sure, we'll go to Disneyland. And then she says, do you want to go to Bayou, Blue Bayou for lunch? I'm like, no, we don't don't understand it's not like it used to be it's a waste you know 30 bucks a head or 25 bucks a head for the prime rib or the monte cristo sandwich or whatever it's see I, not... I i had filet mignon for dinner and i think it was 31 dollars my son had filet mignon and I, I he ordered his rare i ordered mine medium not medium well <clears throat> but medium i guess i could have sent it back if i wanted to I'm not the type that likes to send food back. It's just, it's just not one my... Of the, it's one of the few things I'll send back is an improperly cooked steak. Well, it's it looked fine. His was pink. Mine was no pink. So, to me, medium would have showed a little pink. His, his rare should have been bleeding like a, you know... Yeah, stuck pig, yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Now, the other night I was in... Um, Olive Garden. We go to our local Olive Garden quite a bit, and we tend to get this one waiter all the time. He just laughs. I don't know why, but he he has fun with us. And I tried something different. They had something new in the menu. I don't even remember what it was. And he came by and said, how is it? And I'd kind of been picking around at it. And for some reason, mine was the last one to get food. They had actually been eating for a few minutes before mine came. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's okay. It's just not, I guess it's not my to my liking. It's just would you like something else? I'm like, no, no. He says, no, seriously. I want you to have a good meal. If you don't like it, I get you something else. And God, never seen him cook food so fast. You know, yeah. The, the, and and how far does that go in the customer service standpoint? It goes far. Oh, oh absolutely. And um, yeah. And now they, I'm sure they probably would have done it at the Blue Bayou, but. You know, I, though the service was good, it wasn't like he was, it's not like Club 33 service where 
uh, you know, they kiss your ass. Yeah, your glass <laughs> is a quarter empty and they're already filling it up again and uh, things like that. But you expect that close to that kind of service for that kind of pro, you know, that kind of money. Uh, it's rare that I go out for three of us and spend a hundred bucks. And I don't. I was just a bit disappointed. If it wasn't for the atmosphere, and you know, the guy was very cordial and all that. I, I'm not sure that I would do that again. Well, you're a regular. They know you. You know them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you know I it, you know if we were out there for Mouse Fest and somebody actually managed to get you know table for twenty, uh, <laughs> I, I I might go and have a salad. That's it. I I just it's I just think that one is one that's way its its reputation is far better than what they're providing right at the moment. Yeah, that's so. it's. It's a shame. Yeah, I'd like to try the one next door that I haven't been into since. It's Cafe Orleans with yeah. only three thing. It's only got three things on the menu. Is it? I haven't looked at the menu uh, since I, it I'm, reopened. I might, be, I might be exaggerating, but it's got a salad, a sandwich, and that's all I can. Because when it was kind of the the walkthrough, it wasn't really a buffet, but you kind of walk through and say, "I'll take this, this, and this," and then put it on, put it on the oh. tray, and you'd be out the window. Is that qua- it was quasi buffeteria? Yeah, um, it was okay. Wasn't bad. Karen and I sometimes would share, you know, share some stuff there. Um, but it's kind of nice to see it back to table service. They really do need uh, a couple of table services in the park. Uh, I agree. I just wish their menu would uh, expand a little bit. Even the even the table service, the Carnation. Uh, the one on Main Street. Yeah, that's only got like three or four items on the lunch menu too. Well, you know that, and that's something Kevin didn't mention. He uh, was saying that a lot of the the meals seem to be generic, and there's less choice. Now, from Disney's point of view, that's much easier to deal with. Purchasing, uh, preparing the same steaks and goes to all the places. You know, the same blah blah blah. Dish, yeah. I'm not saying it's right, but I understand it from a business standpoint. Though you would expect Disney to be a little bit above that. And do it a little better, but maybe, you know, what we don't know is what you know. Every restaurant or restaurateur or company does. You start, you start looking at. Oh shoot, we we offer this Monte Cristo. I'm just going to throw that out because I know Disney hasn't eliminated, but it's just something that popped in my head. Out of you know, a hundred people that come in and eat, five ordered a Monte Cristo. Not very yeah. good. Not very good percentage. So you're going to eliminate that cut down the menu now what's what's the three most popular things well it's the steak it's the you know the crabs yeah, yeah, and yeah. whatever and you just go with that because that's what people get and it doesn't really pay to have that one odd thing on the menu i mean i would do that and no I, well yeah that makes that makes business sense but go back to declining by degrees and slowly but surely it damages your long-term viability because people don't come back anymore or they come back less. Or they go home and tell people, hey, don't bother going there because they don't know what they're doing and it sucks now. But then again, there's there's an ignorant point of view. I mean, like, because, because that's the one guy out of 100 that wanted that tofu, you know? <laughs> Another thing that just popped Keep, in my head. I mean, but, it, you know. He it, hangs it, around it, with other people that eat tofu. Uh, Okay. okay. Again, the the one percent of the country that probably eats, you know, tofu. <laughs> Remember, good earth clothes for a reason. 
You ever eat at one of those places? No. I I got dragged into one in Santa Barbara. Go figure, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at the menu, going, "What the hell am I going to order on this?" You know, here I'm I'm a meat and potatoes guy, so I finally find this sandwich that looks palatable, and it's supposed to have bacon bits on it. The bacon bits were made out of seaweed, uh, and actually it tasted good. Don't get me wrong. It's it. I guess it was more like you don't need to tell me what it's made out of, uh, but it did taste okay. So, uh, but those didn't last long. Um, and, you know, Kevin even mentions here, of course, Business 101, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what was the other? There was another thing that kind of caught me. Um, oh, the one restaurant that seems to have made some kind of a mistake was at the Polynesian. And because, you know, everything has that little um, icon now, if it works on the snack plan, the meal plan, the oh, day, yeah. you know, that this particular restaurant has no prices on a lot of the... Um, the snack things because it's they're marked for the dining plan doesn't matter yeah so the people who walk up who either have run out of their dining plan aren't on the dining plan there's no prices on these things that's kind of bad now he's also saying and i understand the restaurants go on and off because as we went through with this changeover from 2006 to 2007 people were freaking out when they put out the first list of who's on the dining plan because half the restaurants were off Correct. But we've been shown through some employees and some people who've really followed this for a long time that, you know, they're in negotiations, contracts. These are Most of these restaurants, especially in Epcot, are not run by Disney but run by independents. Um, they, once everything's worked out, they're back on the plan. It's just, you know, the way things go. He's saying less things are offered as part of the dining plan. Now, or, are they, um, or they charge you two meals? Well, yeah, for experiences. I, I've, I think the castle went to two. Yes. But not just for the character breakfast. I think for its normal meals, it's went to two hits also. Because I think I asked Karen, hey, do you want to do that? And she says, you know, it was good. I love the atmosphere. I could live up there. But not for two hits on my dining. It wasn't worth it. And we, I, we wouldn't go it again either i mean we i thought we, we had a late lunch the food was excellent a very good meal i think i had prime rib really good but not for two i, I would rather spread it around try some other there's so many restaurants at disney world if we go once a year once every other year there's plenty of things to try Correct. short short of the monkey brains over in morocco i'm gonna try <laughs> almost everything um <laughs> Chilled monkey brain. Yeah. Um, ah, dessert. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't noticed, you know. Give me, I can't, your, give me your hat. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> I'm going to throw up in it. <laughs> uh, I've used Dining Plan twice. I've got it free both times because it came, it was the time of year they were marketing for it twice. Um, hurricane season, go figure. It worked out for me, and I didn't notice anything less being on it. I could get water. You know, it's hot. It's muggy. We drink a lot of water. We used our snack for water a lot. And what do they charge? Yeah. Two bucks for a water? Might as well use it for a snack. <clears throat> we did our first time there, yeah. too. A couple ice creams here and there. I know Lou, I think they bought the dining plan once, and I think Lou told me they, they end up having extra snacks and stuff. I'm like, you didn't use it in water? I mean, I, you know, what's funny is at first we didn't think to use it for water. And we'd walk up, you know, we, I think, God, you know, I can't think, I, the last time I got popcorn in any Disney park, and as a kid, I used to always do that. Um, in fact, my brother, believe who would think my brother would be a DF? 
He's got. Um, <laughs> I find it, that hard to believe. Well, get this. He's got. Um, he's got weird things every now and then that he does. He's got different popcorn boxes since he was a kid. He's managed to like keep one here and there. He's got this little almost history of popcorn boxes in the park, which I thought was kind of interesting, not knowing he would you know do something like that. But uh, he's a. That's odd. Yeah, you know him. That that is odd. Um, but you know, at first we started with you know a chip here, a chip. And we're like, oh, water. My my wife's a big water whore, so um, we started getting more and more water. And some oh, days, you know, towards the end, we just said, "Give us four. We, we maxed our snacks out, just kept them with us, didn't have to stop again. Um, well, when you're sweating, you know, eight pounds a day. Yeah. Freaking August, Florida, August, humid, freaking summertime. Yeah, you need water. I think my only my here was my biggest problem with the dining plan. Forget how much food they give you. I think they give you way too much, and, and most of the restaurants. I think the family style works out a little better because. It doesn't feel like one person has maybe wasted some of their their meal. Sure. Um, and it wasn't so much. You know, the first time I went, I'm thinking, God, you know, I've got one real picky kid. I'm like, God, we're wasting. You know, we paid for this, and she's like, No, we didn't. I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe maybe <laughs> we didn't because it was offered for free. But when you look at the price of the hotel and all this, yeah, it's. Uh, I understand what she meant. We didn't have to pay the thirty nine bucks a day for it or whatever it was, but I did feel. I, you know, I was brought up to not, um, and I know someone who have seen me now. At, um, I'm not a fat person, but I've got a bit of a, 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 a gut, not to leave anything on the table. You know, when I was a kid, I was skinny. All the way through the service, I was skinny. But now I don't want that. I'm trying to cut down. And they, well, what dessert do you want? I, I don't want one. It comes with the meal. You got to take it. They don't say you got to take it, but you know, they're very pushy that you yeah. take it. And I know how Disney does in, uh, inventory. At least at Disneyland, this seemed really odd to me because at Knott's, when I worked Knott's food, totally different. If you're a popcorn pusher at Disneyland, you go out, let's say, with a thousand boxes. And their registers, if you've ever noticed it, well, I, actually, I, I haven't really paid attention lately, but their registers used to be just very simple wooden slide-out drawers. There was no yep. electronics or anything. I, I actually don't pay that much attention to that anymore. Uh, because the popcorn was a buck. Yeah. You didn't have to make change. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, no coin change. It was a buck. Well, it, it went to, the I think, a buck fifty for a while. But the point is, if a thousand boxes went out, the simple way of their inventory was, you've got, okay, we'll go your, your dollar. You should have a thousand dollars, okay, for all those popcorn trays. Now, I, uh, when I was in high school and a girl I had went out once or twice, year or two after high school, she was working at Disneyland. We saw her in a park. She gave us a popcorn. And I won't mention names here, but she's long gone, so it doesn't matter. She says, I'll give you the popcorn, but you got to give me the box back. I'm like, what? She goes, it's inventory. This is where I found out about this. And Richard didn't even tell me about this. And so what would happen is the box would be damaged. you know. So that would be part of the negative inventory. So okay. she's, she's got 998 dollars and two boxes that were tore that Damaged. she couldn't use. Okay. There, there's your inventory. Inventory was not like that at Knott's. Um, so you you could have 2,000 boxes in your cart. It didn't matter. It's just you you rung up a sale, and they just did it differently. So I, you know, Popcorn's nothing, right? It's... Well, the, ice cream's the same way. 
that at Disney United, so much went out, you better have so much back in and win the money. At least that's the way it used to be with outdoor vending years and years ago. Um, so, anyways, that's... All right, so you're going to talk about your trip getting canceled. What trip's getting canceled? Well, the the August trip is probably canceled. We had reservations for um, the Yacht and Beach Club. Okay, because you took advantage of the reserve now. Correct. Uh, what I'm actually going to do is probably transfer that to a different time, but just for me, for you know, one of those four-day mad rushes to the East Coast, uh, just from moi. Now, if someone like you could actually unhook that ball and chain, uh, you could join are you, me. Are you going for Mouse Fest? Uh, definitely going for Mouse Fest. Uh, okay. And so the commitment is I'm going for Mouse Fest and one other short weekend. Okay. But the wife wants to do something other than Disney, which is okay because, uh, you know, the one year, God, the, I, the one big lucky year we had was because... You know, I've told the story that nobody, well, some people wanted to go to Disney World, but it just wasn't going to work out. And the high school graduating kid was going to go to Hawaii, which I wasn't real thrilled with. But, you know, whatever. My son and I went. Then I ended up going again that same year. And in that same year, we also went to Boston for a week and went to a bunch of states on the East Coast. Well, she wants to do something like that again. So the other night when we were out at Kabuki's for... What were we out for? We go out to eat a lot, but we were Dinner, out for... probably. Oh, yeah. It, the <laughs> wife and I were out uh, at Kabuki's for um, Valentine's Day. And over our rice and teriyaki chicken and tempura, I was... Um, we were talking about it. She said, I want to go to Philadelphia and all that. and Because I was lamenting the fact that I think last week or the weekend before, I was supposed to be in Florida. Yeah. And... Missed out. It... Yeah, we won't go into that because of my boss and whatever. Um, so I said, well, you know what? We could cancel that August trip if you want. But if we do, I want a commitment from you that I'm definitely going to Mouse Fest. So I was going to go to that one way or the other. And I want to go one other little four-day trip. Because we're also we're in um, the first week of April, we're going to the Grand Canyon. So we're going to drive out. It's actually going to be a nice driving expedition again we're going to go out probably stay in Flagstaff or Sedona go to the Grand Canyon we're going to the Meteor Crater we're going to the Petrified Forest uh, we're going to Tuzi Goot Montezuma's Well, Montezuma's Castle see some petroglyphs then we're going to drive down to Tucson we're going to go to Tombstone oh, and, and, we're, gonna, and we're going to go to the old Tucson Studios where they used to film a lot of the old John Wayne westerns and such. Ah, you're not going to go to... Uh, we might go to the Biodome also. That's down there somewhere. No, not Biodome. The military things. AMARC, the uh, the Aircraft Reclamation Center. You know. The, oh, the, yeah, the yeah, boat. yeah. No, I know. That would, that would be fun. I don't think that'd be top on... You gotta, okay, I'm traveling with the wife. Okay. Okay, my son, who would probably dig on that. My daughter, who probably doesn't even want to go on the trip anyways because she's a fuddy-duddy. Um... <laughs> Going with Kathy. Oh, really? Okay. okay. And her two girls. So I'm I'm really outweighed by the women folk here. Uh, now I am playing Griswold on this trip because she just laid it in my lap and first she told me that Kathy wanted to go and it, would you like should we go too? Okay, yeah, we can go. We can't afford this. And then I'm like, well, what are we doing? She goes, well, it's up to you. You got to plan it. I'm like, what? 
So it's dropped in my lap. So okay, so I'm I'm playing Google Earth and you know, Internet guy, trying to see how close things are together and blah blah. In fact, in Google Earth, have, have you ever put give me directions here to here and then say play, and it zooms down into the street level and it follows the path. It's kind of cool. Oh. It's kind of fun. Here's another thing you need to go see: is the Titan Missile Museum. You dig that? Well, of course I would dig that. Vincent would dig that. I'm not so sure the women folk would would dig that. Uh, but anyways, I, I said we're starting at 0600 in the morning, and Kathy was like, what do you mean 0600 in the morning? I'm like, <laughs> if we're not on the road by 6 o'clock and get, getting out of town, um, it's a long drive. I don't want to be waiting for there. And there's no good way to fly into this place. You know, you, you can fly into Phoenix, but then you're driving two hours from there, and it's like, I'd, re I'd just rather be in my own car, my own navigation system, uh, my own seat warmers, you know, the whole bit, and do my own trip but anyway so we're going to do that and then so we're probably going to go to philly maybe dc at least philly gettysburg dc's awesome some of those places dc's about what the god i was on checking it out three hours i think maybe from philly and of course Jersey. Yeah, so it's like a two hour it's like two hour no it's not two, far. two, two and a half hour. hours two and a half hours oh I, I, I thought oh let's uh i want to go to falling water while i'm in pennsylvania Oh yeah, that's very good, right? Yeah, it's almost four hours, at least yes. according to the Google. Uh, it's BFE, yeah. Yeah, you know, really BFE. But I, the nice thing I found out about Philly, which is interesting, though from Google Earth it looks like a, a pit in most of Philly. I, I, I don't know. I'm just making a rash judgment by the overall view, the overhead view of it. Uh, once you see Independence Hall, Franklin Mint, Betsy Ross's house, and some of that little stuff can't find a whole lot of other things to do in Philly. Now, people from Philly, Matt from PA maybe, uh, could tell me, uh, but I did notice that that little river, that, you know, right next to Philly. The Schuylkill uh, River? Whatever it's called. Uh, there's some ships on the Philly side, and then across the bridge on the Jersey side, there is an aircraft, or not an aircraft, uh, 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 a battleship museum. I forgot which one, it, uh, the New Jersey. Uh, duh. Uh, go figure that one, right? Uh, the New Jersey's there, and there's there's the... Um, oh, here you go. What battleship was there a famous cry from in an early sea war of ours? Not really a sea war as much as a, a campaign. Very close to our shores, but it's for a Navy, Navy man, he should know this. It, uh, it's the Battleship Olympia. And it, it was the Spanish-American War, the Battle of Manila Bay. And the uh, phrase uttered was, you may fire when ready, Gridley. You are pretty good there, Michael. Yeah, because I've been on the Battleship Olympia. Oh, screw <laughs> you. <laughs> Which you happen to know is docked in Philly, right? Yes. Or berthed, whatever you guys want to call it. And there's a uh, submarine right next to it, too. Yes, yes, there is. So, so, you know, of course, there's all that kind of stuff we can see there. And then I want to see how far, you know, New York or D.C., I mean, either we could take our probably pick uh, either okay. way there. Uh, Philly, Philly to Manhattan is like an hour drive. It's pretty quick. You just zip across to the Golden State Thruway, Garden State, the, the toll road, and zip on up. Now, do we have to hold our nose while we go through New Jersey? No. New Jersey's very pretty. I'm just kidding. You know, you, you always heard for years on TV, they always made fun <laughs> of having to go to Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. 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 Manhattan's cool. You don't need to drive in Manhattan, though. Very expensive. 
very expensive. Yeah, I, I'm more interested, really, probably to go to D.C. Um, I think I figured to the White House from, you know, Philly to the White House was two and a half hours. Uh, How long I, did you plan on spending in D.C.? Well, we thought we'd spend maybe a week on the East Coast total. Okay. So, Give yourself a, a whole day in the Air and Space Museum. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. Well, I want to take, the, you know, if we do the D.C. thing, I want to take the White House tour, buy some paraphernalia there. and That's know. hard to get in the White House, I, I understand. Well, I'm sure it's even harder now, but I, I was, somewhere I was online, they were just showing some of the crap they sell in the, the White House Museum, you know, because every president has different stuff based on what, you know, their mug is on and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, if you, if you can't get in and you just get to, see, so you can't, can you drive in? There anymore? Remember, for a while they had uh, was it Pennsylvania or the the other street that comes close to it? Uh, Constitution uh, uh, blocked off. But even you know, just walk into it, take some pictures. You know, it'd be very cool. Um, there again, I don't know if that's a city you want to travel at night around, walk away. I, that's not that bad. Everything's closed. Everything in D.C. The touristy things are closed at, at dark. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So well, you know, Mary and Barry. Yeah, they're probably up there smoking. Or snorting coke and <laughs> do the, other uh, stuff. Yeah, there's some good restaurants in DC too. Oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, uh, but to, yeah. I, oh, so basically, what you're saying, you know, the Memor Jefferson Memorial, the uh, Je uh, Washington um, uh, Monument, Monument, all that. Yeah, of course, all this stuff's closed at night. Yeah. Excuse me, that makes sense. Though, I mean, I wouldn't mind having a picture of the White House at night. Do I want to be on the street taking pictures of the White House at night? Well, you used to be able to do it, but I don't. I don't know anymore. See, I don't know, and I may be paranoid. Who knows? I, you know, Philly. I don't know anything about Philly. Again, it seems like you know we we didn't stay out at Boston really at night. We we did stay out at Salem at night, but we didn't stay out in Boston at night. Um, Philly's not all that bad either. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna stay down by the Liberty Bell and Independence Hall and I I, I would I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you find a find a decent hotel, we usually, you know, at night maybe we'll go find you know something to eat in a movie. Oh, of course, Karen will want to do a ghost walk. I have to look for ghost tours. You there know. should be there should be some of that. Go to the Reading Market. Cool place. It used to be a train station. Yeah, I, mean, I found some stuff online, and I'm sure now that we've mentioned it, all of our East Coast listeners, all one, <laughs> all one of yeah. them, Matt from PA. Uh, well, oh, don't forget, uh, don't forget Art. He's considered uh, an East Coaster. Oh, uh, North. Well, he's not northeast. He's up by the Great Lakes in the in the. Um... Oh, it's Ohio. Come on. Okay, is not the Great Lake right above Ohio? Yes, there is Great Lakes right above Ohio, but Ohio borders Pennsylvania. It's, it's, it does. In fact, that was the other place I wanted to go was Wright Patterson. Oh yeah. But that drive is more than they're going to want to do. I'm sure too. Actually, you know, we have another listener, our uh, Brian McDaniel from the. Uh, the full report Walt Disney World travel guide, uh, I believe, was from Ohio. Really? Yeah. I wonder if he's coming to West Fest. I haven't heard from him in a while. I, I sent my wife's book to him, and I have not heard from him in a while. Hey, oh, I th we already mentioned her local latest awards, I think, didn't we? Two well, shows ago, a couple shows ago. Okay, good. Now some people would just buy the damn thing. <laughs> hey, we bought it. No, good for you. I, I feel like no, I don't feel like I, this would be a that would be a really bad comparison. I was going to say it'd be like the movie Babel, which was horrible, but is potentially up or potentially could win the best picture. It, oh. it did for the Golden Globe. Did you see that movie? You weren't with us in Vegas when we saw it. 
I felt like I wasted two hours of my life. Babble? Babble. Ah, no. From the trailers, it doesn't appeal to me. You know what? All I can say, it's got to be just artsy-fartsies. And it's not really an artsy-fartsy movie, but there are some things. If you think um, Martin Short's The Making of Me was disturbing, (laughs) there's some even more disturbing things in this movie that I just don't need to watch on screen. Okay? It was, I mean, it just... Have you have, have you seen the speaking of movies? You seen the, the previews for Astronaut's Wife, uh, Farmer Astronaut Farmer? Yeah, yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, it looks funny. Well, someone wants to see that new one with Tim Allen, where the, the it's like the Wild Hogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's either going to be extremely stupid or really funny. I don't see a middle ground in that movie. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, do we want to talk about West Fest since it's been officially announced? Well, I think we should, being that we were supposedly the West Coast. Uh, well, I should say the home park coordinators on this, though a couple of people have jumped in and added some assistant, some value to the the group by typing you know up what, a few things. So, but you know what needs to be the main thing needs to be handled is the program, and I think you're perfect for that. Oh, thank, well, I did the last one, and I think some of them got chucked because someone didn't want to carry them on the plane with them. But no, 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 not that kind of program. No the dinner program. Oh, that program. Well, you know, Chris, Christopher and I have discussed it a little bit. We haven't finalized it. Well, good. And that could be what Brad's been trying to get a hold of me on Skype for, and we keep missing each other. Oh. Well, yeah, it's going to be... Have you asked about that kind of stuff? Uh, Asked who? The restaurant. The place? Yes. We're okay. We can bring in anything we want? Okay. Yes. Well, I guess it it is... You've put the... I guess I now need to go take a picture of the, the joint because it is official. And Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, why don't you make the little announcement, tell everybody what it is, and we'll go from there. All right. All right wait, West- well, let's wait. Before we do that, I mean, so, I'm sorry. Okay. Did we conclude our subject, or did we just wander Pretty much. off into something? Well, else? you know, it, we agree with some of his points. We disagree with other points. It, um, I, okay, I so like you, normal, I we've fully, made no yeah. really... Conclusion yeah, one way or the I, other. I I fully buy into his declining by degrees theory that yeah. they slowly chi- they're slowly chipping away bits and pieces, you know, in the interest of the bottom line, and that's yes, that gives you short term gain, but it's lo- no long term viability because people stop coming. They're gonna you, they're gonna train. really have people have stopped coming to the parks. Yeah, it's no. been it's been so empty. I can get in anywhere at any yeah. restaurant. <laughs> no, it's all gonna be relative, and it's long term long term you know if, you, if eventually you start making it like universal down the road they're gonna they're gonna okay. they're gonna start doing the they're gonna start doing the worst disney fear which, which is not spend their whole seven days in the bubble they go oh, okay this is gonna be just like uh you know universal so i can spend five days in the bubble and spend a couple of days somewhere else you know based off the increasing uh, this you know forget the 9 and 11 years all the disney parks have done is gone up I don't mean in price, but literally in in attendance. Uh, they're really going to have to screw you over in some way, which a lot of people think they're doing now are pretty darn close. Um, it's not sustainable. You cannot continue to cash in on your goodwill forever. And at some point... It's gonna... Well, as long as they, you know, Disney World provides more attra- new attractions than Disneyland does, it just has to, I think. Um it's in serious need of some maintenance in some areas, which we've already discussed. 
I, I don't know. I, I We'll wait and see, but I think there's so much out there and so many restaurants that somehow it's always going to work out. Maybe this ends up being another TRB experiment that doesn't work, but ah. so far I don't. There's a little bit of downside to it, but I've seen that it can still work out in the times I've been. Now, granted, maybe I got lucky, but I don't know. You know, I, I, okay. I, I really do think it's more. My conclusion, it's more important to the people who are big, long-time Disney DF types, us included, who see all those poor people didn't enjoy the magic more than some people who would probably find complaints in everything uh, because they had to wait somewhere uh well, you do hear more and more complaints about the lines are so long well the only way to do that is make some more people eaters but they're not doing that but people you know, are still coming back almost avoiding it actually but people are coming back yeah, so they are for now okay so on the west fest okay all right west fest uh saturday and sunday april 28th and 29th of this year at disneyland brought uh, to you by window to the magic no, it's not Dole the Cheese. <laughs> Jeff is throwing his iPod at the wall right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hosted by the Disney Podcast Network. It is a Disney Podcast Network community meet. Uh, there'll be Mouse Fest type events for both days. Little things here and there. Brought to you by Windows uh, of the Magic. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Just having fun with you, Paul. <laughs> the... Um, There'll be some meets for the various podcasts. Brought to you by Window to the Magic. And Mice Cast and <laughs> Meandering Mouse. Uh, yeah, and Window <laughs> to the Magic. <laughs> okay, uh, let, let, let me give you the quick rundown of the events. You can go to uh, DisneyPodcastNet.com, click on the West Fest button, and you can get the details. But Saturday, there's going to be a welcome meet and greet. For everybody that comes down, I think we're going to give out lanyards, little guides. Now, to, to get a lanyard, if we're going to do them like last year, we're going to need to know who you are. Right? RSVP. Yeah. Yes, people of RSVPing, if you're, if you're thinking about coming RSVP, please. Uh, after the meet and greet, uh, there's going to be a, a trivia walk hosted by Patrick Hurd from Windows Magic. <laughs> Uh, the next event on the schedule will be an Astro Blaster Smackdown, hosted by Mouseketeer Greg from Window to the Magic. Uh, there's going to be a group photo in front of the castle from 3 to 4. Disney Photo Pass supposedly will be there, um, hosted by Window to the Magic. And then that night, there's going to be the banquet dinner, which will be at the Jolly Roger Hotel, which is walking distance. Uh, there's a buffet. There's yeah, a menu. It's, it's yeah. literally across the street from the California Adventure side of the Disney Resort uh, yeah, uh, across Catella. So you could be staying at any of the surrounding uh, hotels and or motels, uh, any of the, the the places with beds in them, and walk there. So, yeah, it, that's going to be, that's supposed to be the, the main event is this podcast, you know, banquet, dinner, and presentation. We're going to have some fun stuff going on in addition to some food. Uh, the next morning... Paul Barry from Window of the Magic is going to host a live a Where in the Park Live, followed by Greg is going to do the New Orleans Square Secrets and History Walk. 
took him to Walt's apartment that never was? Is that what you're going to do? Well, I, I got to figure out what the secrets are first, but okay. uh, and look go, up a little history. But got to do some research. Okay. Well, basically, it's going to be like you know, you're standing above, you know, pirates here. You're standing above the restaurant down there. You stand. You know, I'm going to do some of the inside of what I know from my days working in the park. I'll add some other stuff that. Um, you know, it's just to walk around New Orleans squares, you know, what could have been, what it was, what if, you know, Walt would have okay. lived here, you know, all that kind of crap. After Greg's walk will be a lunch meet at the Wharf area in California Adventure. Um, Who, who's, they, who's that hosted by? Uh, well, it says DPN, so I'm going to say DPN. Hosted by Jeff from Meandering Miles, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's the DPN. It's the larger yeah, it's, community. It's, it's the feds, right? Or uh, the yeah. states or the feds. Well, let's okay. put it this way. If... I might not be at, um, let's say, the picture meet for whatever reason. But all of us will be at the wharf meet because it's a DPN total meet. Correct. Correct. Um, so now one thing you have noticed is there are no meets on top of each other. Correct. I have not given out times. None of these meets are on top of each other. Um, just that's the way it's – don't want to have to make people make a choice. After lunch and the wharf area – couple hours uh, will be the Disneyland Hotel History Walk with the author. His name is Don Ballard, who's got a book about the hotel. Brought then, to you uh, by... It doesn't say who it's brought to you by, but... Window to the Magic. The Magic is the the hook up there. Uh, then there's going to be the Meandering Mark Twain Riverboat Ride with Jeff from Houston. <laughs> and then the last event is going to be our flag retreat ceremony. Meet and greet hosted by us. I thought you and I can give the good, true, red-blooded American stand-up rundown of what the flag retreat ceremony is all about. Well, I'll let you speak, and I'll be there to stand right behind you and support you in every way I can. Okay, good. But I expect anybody that shows up to that to show some respect, shut up, put their hand <laughs> over their heart, take their hats off. Um, stand at attention. All that stuff. And I know even Christopher... We'll stand there respectfully. So, yeah, that's that's Thank the rundown our, of the our, events. Our Canuck. Yeah, that's our friend, the Canuck. Canuck. Um, again, DisneyPodcastNet.com. There's a West Fest button or banner at the top. You click on it and get more details. Um, if you plan on joining, please RSVP. If you plan on joining us for the dinner, that's $35 per person. There's a uh, PayPal button there that you can. Is there a cutoff date on that that yes. people need to get their money in? Yes, the cutoff date will be. Uh, March 15th. March 15th is the deadline for paying. And is there a maximum? Could you possibly be left out of that, the superstar yes. event? Yes. <laughs> for 70 people to pay, will be the ones who get to go to dinner. Okay, are we, we're going to let all 70 go? We're not going to have any room to do our show if there's all yeah, 70. Yeah, there'll be, there's still be room. room. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, yes, come join us for WestFest. We'll all be there at one point or another. And uh, it's, it's going to be good fun. Late spring, mid-spring, mid-spring. Good time to be in Southern California. Yeah, it'll be nice. We'll probably have the unseasonable rain when you just watch it. I uh, hope so. hope not. Uh, <laughs> you... <laughs> that would suck. Uh, but the park will be empty. The park will be it empty. There's, there'll, be good, there'll be good time. The park, will be empty. Uh, the park is never empty. Don't, don't say that because if... All right. It'll, it, be, it's... it'll be less full. How's that? It will not be as busy as July... Fourth or you know, all those busy days, but there were you know it's a weekend. We, we're a home park. You know we we have 
people that come here that live close. So it's not going to be walk-on by any means. But All right. Um, now, uh, if you want to send us email, you can send an email to mike at micecast.com or greg at micecast.com. You can leave some voicemail, a voicemail line, 206-600-MICE. We have a couple voicemails, Greg. We need to play them on our next show. Well, if you didn't send them to me. I know. That's why I said we're going to play them on the next show. <laughs> um, and I think uh, I think that covers the housekeeping. Anything else you think we need to talk about? Remind people of? No, I'm, I'm trying to make sure someone loses the bed on, based on the post and the forum, but how many times you'll try to wrap the show up. I haven't said it yet. You said it. And I think that's a great idea to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been it's about an hour and 20 minutes probably, and I can't think of anything else to say. Well, that's, right that's good. That's a good time to stop talking. Don't you think? Sure. Okay, then. Then I'll, say, then I'll say good night. Good night. <laughs>